Hey guys, welcome back to The Black Space. My name is Lexi, and today I'm going to be talking about relationships. Now, today's podcast topic was one of the most highly requested topics that um, you guys wanted me to speak about. Now, I'm going to focus more on romantic relationships, but I'm going to be talking about how, you know, self-love, self-care can help you establish certain boundaries between you and your partner, which will then help you create um, a healthy relationship. So I guess I'll start off with self-love. For those that follow the Instagram page at the black space minus the A or our Twitter page, you know that I am a big advocate for self-love. Again, self-love is easier said than done. But once you kind of have an understanding of your self-worth, your importance, Um, your needs, it's easier for you to create boundaries between you and your partner that will allow yourself to not, one, be mistreated or abused, and two, stay true to yourself so you have almost like no regrets in this relationship. So you're not being molded into a different person, you're not being controlled, you are two whole people coming together having a healthy relationship. I never liked the saying like he or she is my other half or they're my other half um i think if you're half a person you shouldn't be in a relationship because you're relying on someone else to make you feel whole and that's not the goal so again self-love needs to be your number one priority before you get into any relationship Um, I've always get asked, how do I get to, um, you know, complete self-love? And there are people out there that love themselves completely. There are people out there that love themselves, you know, majority of themselves, but there's still things you want to work on. Now, self-love isn't arrogance. It isn't being a narcissist. It isn't being, it isn't saying that you're this perfect person and no one's going to change you and this and that because we're, we're humans. We're ever evolving, you know, constantly changing what you maybe like now you may not be like in 20 years but um some tips i have into achieving self-love is starting off small so you can start with maybe five things that you like about yourself now these don't have to be physical i recommend your sense of self-worth isn't purely physical i recommend that you learn how to love who you are as a whole person so your own personality um internal factors about you but you can do a journal there's probably hundreds of thousands of journaling prompts or journaling programs that are um, out there right now that are free you know pinterest google there's also some instagrams um journey to mental wellness is one i like but um yeah there are probably hundreds of thousands of prompts that you can start with that make you um write down things you like about yourself or if you don't want to look them up I recommend taking maybe giving yourself a small amount of time so 10 seconds maybe 30 seconds um write down five things you like about yourself now these can be physical they can be internal again I recommend a healthy mix of both but it can be anything small so something as small as like I like the way I laugh. I like how I care about others. I like my eyelashes. I like the dimple on my right cheek or things like that. 
but um, starting in smaller increments is always easier than um, going for everything at once. I also recommend reevaluating maybe your social circles, um, people that you're around. You know, sometimes it's if you're around people that are always like self-deprecating, um, you're around negative people, you yourself are going to pick on or take on those like negative views. Um, if people are constantly telling you negative things about yourself, one, you should leave that relationship, whether it be friends, family, a partner, you should leave that relationship immediately because no one should be making you feel bad 24-7. But, you know, surround yourself with um, positive people, um, positive surroundings. Social media is, I think, the number one contributor to a lot of people, like, not having a sense of self-love or self-worth. You know, you see all these Instagram models, these influencers with luxury items. You see these Instagram couples, you know, flaunting their quote-unquote perfect love. But at the end of the day, if it's a picture, you don't know what's really going on. Um, majority of the people I follow on Instagram are close friends. I have, you know, some therapists, some mental wellness um, people that I follow, and that is very helpful. Um, you know, every day you see, you can see like different prompts, you can see different information, you can see different tips that will, you know, you can put in your bag and will help you navigate. Um, not just your relationships, but life. So I think, you know, changing your social media presence too can help. Um, and yeah, self-care. So taking time for yourself, getting to know who you are as a person, um, becoming confident in who you are as well. Um, those are just some tips I have on self-love. I'll probably do a whole nother podcast on self-love because I can probably talk about different tips and tricks and different stories and stuff like that forever. But again, if you have no sense of self-love, I would recommend learning to love yourself before you go in a relationship because if you are the partner that has no sense of self-love, you're going to create a relationship with someone and you're going to end up being reliant on them for um, your sense of self-worth. You're going to want them to make you feel good all the time. But relationships aren't always happy. Your partner is not always going to show you a positive emotion. You know, people go through different stuff every day. And one of these days, your partner is going to need to rely on you. And you're not going to know how to show love back. Because you're so relying on them for being positive towards you, you're going to feel attacked. So, please, 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 please. Save yourself some trouble. Save your future partner some trouble. Learn to love yourself. Become confident in who you are. Because if you're not confident in who you are, you don't know yourself, you're going to allow these relationships to mold you. And the person that you're being molded to might not be the type of person you want to be. Um, I've seen a relationship without a partner having self-love play out um, a variety of ways. But the most common way is this, this dynamic where one person is continuously taking from the person that has a sense of self-worth. Um, they're constantly looking for, 
you know, positive emotions, good feelings. They want everything to be um, happy, but they themselves don't necessarily want to share what they're going through. Um, And their partner feels drained. They feel worn out, they're tired, and it all ends badly. Or there's a type of self-love where you have no self-love, so you're not able to create boundaries, so you allow people to disrespect you and mistreat you. And those relationships tend to become abusive over time. So save everyone trouble, save yourself some trouble. I'm even probably saving you some money in therapy. Um, Learn to love yourself before you get into any relationship. Because it's not fair to your partner and it's not fair to you to put yourself in a situation where you can't necessarily give it your all. Because you yourself are not at your, not necessarily highest peak, but you yourself are not at your best level. Um, Now with that being said, I want to go into creating boundaries relationships. So I want to talk about the difference between codependency and being interdependent. So people that are typically in codependent relationships heavily rely on each other um i'm talking about um relying on their sense of self-worth or well-being really comes from their partner and what their partner sees um people in codependent relationships tend to um only see black and white they tend to put blame on other people there's no boundaries um usually one of the partner takes on a people-pleasing behavior it's very unhealthy, um, it's manipulative, it's controlling behavior, um, and it can result in low self-esteem of one or both partners. But there's no personal interests or goals outside a relationship, so it's literally just being with this person, you're only with this person, and um, you rely on everything they do. Now, an interdependent relationship is this healthy balance of relying on each other. So yes, you're taking in the needs of your partner, but you're also taking in your own personal needs. Um, Again, effective communication can lead to this. Um, Self-love, again, I'm going to keep saying this whole podcast, self-love allows you to create these boundaries that allow you to be in an interdependent relationship, not rely on one person heavily. You still have time for personal interest. Um, you create space for each other to be vulnerable. So you're not, you're not taking in the emotions of your partner, but you're allowing your partner to have a space within you to be able to effectively communicate how they're feeling. Um, you also take responsibility for your actions um and you're open you're open with each other you're able to talk about almost well pretty much everything you should be able to talk about everything with your partner but yeah open effective communication taking responsibility for your own actions um creating space for each other but also you know having personal interests outside the relationship so you know still staying in contact with your friends um if you have hobbies still being able to do those hobbies you know um, and when you're in an interdependent relationship, you 
feel valued by your partner, your relationship becomes the sort of like safe place you can go to. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying there's not going to be arguments, but there's going to be effective communication. It's not going to be this highly intense, dramatic, you know, soap opera all the time. It's going to be two whole people coming together with boundaries, but understanding that they're with another person, understanding that person's needs as well as their own, and coming to compromises. Now, I want to talk about some relationship red flags that I've seen a lot of people um, deal with, some red flags that maybe I've even dealt with, Um, but yeah, there's a fine line between having respect for your partner and respecting their wishes and them controlling you. So I always talk about the example of um, social media because that causes a lot of issues these days, especially I feel like in our generation, the younger generations, relationships, social media is at the forefront of most of our fights. Whether it be someone sliding in someone's DMs, someone liking a photo, not liking a photo, common stuff like that. So just overall consensus I've seen from other therapists as well as people that are in relationships. Your partner wants to be validated by you. So validation, whether it's... um, I guess I could talk about the no, I don't want to talk about the five lang- five love languages, but you know, there's like qual there's no personal personal time, I believe, or quality time, positive words of affirmation, physical touch. Instagram is like an extension of the human hand. Whether we want to accept it or not, it is a part of who we are. So when you see your partner post a photo, maybe they comment under your post, please respond. (laughs) Um, You know, you can like their post, you can show some love, you can comment, you can acknowledge that you saw their comment, just things like that. Because so many issues can be avoided. I know from personal experience, you, you know, you want your partner to show love to you. But if you see that they're liking the friend above you and the friend below you's photo, but they're not liking your photo, you feel some type of way. You couldn't take those little two seconds, probably less than two seconds, to show me some love by like. I know it's stupid, but love makes you do stupid things. Certain people have little quirky needs that they need met, and you'll see that in the beginning stages of relationship. Um... But yeah, I always recommend showing love to your partner. For some reason, Instagram, just social media in general is how some people seek validation. Now, you should not be seeking full validation validation from social media, but it is that small part. Your social media presence should be acknowledged by your partner. Um, if you have a track record of having issues with social media and mistrust, Um, If you yourself don't trust your partner, you probably, not probably, you shouldn't be in a relationship with them. Um, Another thing I get asked a lot is whether or not um, your partner should be posting you or you should be posting your partner on social media. Um, That's a conversation I would have 
with your partner. I know some people get in relationships and they want to make sure it lasts before they start posting. So they'll wait maybe a few months before they um, introduce someone virtually. Again, it's not that big of a deal, I think, in terms of posting your partner. Um, if your partner does not want to post you, that's a conversation that can be had. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into reasons why that's problematic, but that's a conversation that can be had with your partner. But yeah, social media, for some reason, causes a lot of issues in relationships, whether it be, you know, people mistrusting their partner, um, getting angry over comments, liking certain photos, um, commenting certain things, talking to certain people. But if you don't have some sort of sense of trust to your part or with your partner, I would recommend not even getting in relationship with them because your relationship is going to fail if you don't have trust. Um, this podcast was a little different where I asked you guys ahead of time to ask me questions that you wanted answered. So I guess I'll go into the first one. When should you tell a potential significant other that you're waiting till marriage for sex? Um, I would say early on in the relationship, again, establishing your boundaries. I know some people see that as a challenge, but I always say to stay true to yourself, stay true to your wishes. This is something that, you know, you have a strong stance on. So don't allow someone to change your beliefs. Um, it's going to be hard nowadays. And I feel like in modern dating, kind of, um, a lot of people don't want to wait. Some people still wait. But you're going to find people out there that are going to probably give you ultimatums about, you know, having sex with them. Or them leaving you. Um, if they're giving that ultimatum, you should not sleep with them. I highly recommend you don't sleep with them. I also recommend that you never contact them again. Because someone that truly loves you, likes you, whatever stage of relationship you're in, will respect your wishes. And that's, I feel like, a strong stance. And they shouldn't try to persuade you out of it. Okay, next question. Is it okay for your boo to be in contact with their ex? I If this is someone that your partner expressed that they love and still have love for very deeply, um, romantic love, I would feel some kind of way about them staying in contact with that person. It would almost feel like I was in a sort of waiting game, as in waiting for them to get back with that person. Um... If it's an ex from, like, middle school, I don't think that should count as a relationship, but if it's an ex from, like, middle school, high school, maybe back in, like, their college days, even though I'm still in college, but someone from their past past, I feel like that's fine. As long as your partner doesn't, you know, express that there's still emotions there for that person, um, I would feel comfortable with it. Now, in terms of your partner saying who you can and can't be friends with, um, that 
conversation varies. So if you're friends with someone that, you know, constantly disrespects your partner and you truly value this person, there's obviously a conversation that needs to be had between you and your friend. Um, But if that conversation is had and your friend still mistreats this person, I would maybe separate your time between them. Um, But again, that situation can vary because if you're with a bad partner and your friend sees that and they're mean to that partner, but you yourself can't see that, that changes the whole dynamic. Again, we all know love makes you stupid, so. Next question. Should your significant other have the passcode to your phone? Um, now I asked some people about this. I got about like 50-50 response. I have nothing to hide, so I have no problem giving my partner my passcode. Um, I think snooping around through someone's phone is an invasion of their privacy and it also shows that you don't have trust in the relationship. So that aspect needs to be addressed before you start seeking out problems. I also see both sides. So not wanting to give someone your passcode, not wanting your privacy invaded and expecting them to have have some level of trust for you is understandable. But also, again, what do you have to hide? Um, So yeah, again, 50-50. Depends on, again, the relationship, your dynamic. I would maybe respect their wishes. If that's really an issue, um, talk about it. And if your needs aren't getting met and you still have this level of distrust um, towards your partner, I would probably seek a different partner. But if my boyfriend wanted to use my phone for, um, I don't know, maybe like calling someone if they don't have reception on their phone, maybe sending a text to someone, looking up something, or they want to show me something, um, I have no problem with that. If they want to see my text, again, I don't have an issue with that. It does show some level of distrust. But, again, I personally have nothing to hide. But I, I, I truly believe it depends on who you are and who your partner is. Next question. What does self-care mean within a relationship? Sh- and should counseling be required before marriage? Self-care in a relationship means having personal interests outside of you and your partner. So, um, you know continuing on your hobbies, um, pursuing your career path, making sure your personal needs are met too, not just your partner. So whether that be um, rescheduling a date night because you don't feel emotionally stable or, you know, asking for um, a night alone if you guys are so used to being together all the time, you know, keeping your personal space. That doesn't mean you have justification, though, to neglect your partner. So I've seen people use um, use certain situations as an excuse to justify them being absent as a partner. So an example of this would be someone using... Um, their mental illness 
so let's say depression, in order to justify them mistreating you. Now, being in a relationship with someone that has a mental illness could be a whole different podcast, but I'm not saying if you have a mental illness, you don't deserve love, you can't be in a healthy relationship, because there are plenty of people that are out there with mental illnesses and thriving relationships. Um, It's a give and take between you and your partner, but there are people out there that are using their depression to justify them being absent complete as a partner. So last minute cancellations constantly, um, getting angry at you over small things and saying that their anger issues um, let them there. And these are like reoccurring themes and those become abusive over time. Not over time, they are abusive. Um, Allowing your emotions to manipulate that person. So making them feel guilty for wanting to leave. um, Things like that. There are people that use different illnesses to kind of manipulate you and that's not fair. Um, making a choice to be in a relationship with someone that has a mental illness while you yourself don't have one that's, don't have one. So I'm saying diagnose, not self-diagnosis. Um, again, there needs to be some talk with that partner. So if your partner's having an emotional breakdown, um, you can ask them, I recommend asking them even before emotional breakdowns happen, but ask them like, okay, when you're in this mood, when you're in this, um, in this situation, how do you want me to navigate? What do you need from me in order to get the most effective care? And so both of our needs are met because if you don't have that conversation, it can be draining on your end because you're trying to push someone into feeling a certain way or um, trying to show love to someone, but they themselves aren't able to receive that as love or see it as you trying to um, fix them. You know, again, effective communication is always important. But self-care, going back to the question, I went off on a tangent. Self-care in a relationship is maintaining your own personal needs, um, making sure your well-being is met, taking time for yourself. Self-care can also be, going back to what I said earlier about the codependency thing, self-care could be making sure you're not codependent on the person, um, making sure you feel the best you can in this relationship. Now, following that, should counseling be required before marriage? Um, I think it depends. Some people seek it out um, for religious purposes. So, like, I think in the Catholic Church, you have to see a priest for marriage counseling. Um, Some people do do marriage counseling before going into marriage um, just to, you know, figure some things out, making sure that they have effective communication. I don't think counseling um, would necessarily hurt you. I always advocate for therapy again. Um, just talking to someone, getting a third person point of view from uh, from a non-biased party is always helpful. Um, let me go back. 
Okay, now the last question. Would you get more benefits off seeking self-care before or after you're in a relationship? Self-care is something you do all the time. Um, it's beneficial in both. I think self-care before relationship in terms of self-care that allows you to be a better person and have a better sense of, again, self-love, self-worth understanding your personal needs what you want in a partner can allow you to kind of fish out all the bad ones in a sense also allows you to stay again true to yourself um, making sure you're respected and you know expecting certain things from your partner Um, self-care in a relationship or was after relationship so I'm I'm assuming after Oh, after you're in a relationship. Um, yeah, that would be going back to what I said earlier. So maintaining your own personal interests, things like that. Um, it'll allow you, again, to have those interdependent relationships, not codependent, not relying on this one person for your sense of self-worth, well-being, um, your own personal identity. But yeah, both, both are mutually beneficial. No matter what time you do it, self-care is always beneficial. Um, Yeah, that was it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Make sure that you stay tuned for more things coming out. Again, I keep saying this. I'm sorry. I'm lagging. Um, I'm doing a lot of grad school interviews right now. But... um, yeah, I would stay tuned for the journal prompts that are going to be coming out pretty soon. Um, the 21 days to um, mental wellness. It's going to be a journal prompt. I'll probably make like a little calendar um, that will help you get better insight into who you are. I'm also probably going to be dropping another round of merch, but I think probably closer to October. I want to do something for... Um, my birthday and breast cancer awareness month so some of the portions from that sale will be donated to some breast cancer charity i know a lot of people especially the women have been asking me for cropped hoodies so maybe i'll do like a pink drop of black space cropped hoodies um some of you have been asking for booty shorts it's gonna be cold and i don't understand what booty shorts has to do with the black space but I'm giving the people what they want. So maybe that will be in the next drop. But yeah, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the 21 Days to Mental Wellness. Um, Hopefully I'll be back doing podcasts weekly. Um, Again, I just have an interview. Well, by the time this is up, I'll probably be getting ready for my grad school interview. Um, But yeah, I have a lot of exciting things coming up. So stay tuned for those. I'm not going to talk about them yet. But um, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the love and support you guys have been showing me, especially during this like, what, two or three week absence that I've just been living my life. Um, But if you get anything from this podcast, love yourself, get a sense of self-love, create boundaries within your relationships that allow both of you to flourish now these boundaries can be in romantic relationship friendships family whatever but again love yourself that's the takeaway of this podcast um for my 21 and over viewers 
if you took a shot every time I said self-love, you would probably need some medical assistance. But that's the takeaway. I'm going to say it one more time. Self-love. Again, thank you so much. And remember to stay liberated.